How are you experiencing peace? Say, I know one who gave me a comforter. I can't intellectually tell you how I have peace, but I can tell you I do. I have peace that passes intellectual understanding. Welcome to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire, author and founding senior pastor of the exciting Turning Point Church in Fort Worth, Texas. Pastor Jeff is known for his heartfelt and practical proclamation of the scriptures. We are so glad you joined us today. So stay tuned as Pastor Jeff teaches, encourages, and challenges you from the Word of God. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Life Talk, and thank you so much for joining us. Today, Pastor Jeff continues his exciting series, The Gift. On the last few programs, we've learned that the Holy Spirit is the gift from God, sent from heaven after the resurrection of Jesus Christ on the day of Pentecost. We also learned that the Holy Spirit is a person, not just a feeling or goosebumps. And last time, we learned that we are to be continually, daily filled with the Holy Spirit. On today's Life Talk program, Pastor Jeff dives into the scriptures to show what the Holy Spirit is here to do for us. So, grab your Bibles and let's get right to Pastor Jeff's message entitled, The Helper. So today... We're going to talk about the Holy Spirit, and I guess you've kind of picked up on that. And I want to talk to you today about the Holy Spirit as He is manifested as the Helper. Jesus called Him the Helper. So we're going to read some verses, and it's John 14, 15 through 18. Let's read what Jesus Himself told us about the Holy Spirit. And He talked a lot about the Holy Ghost. Here's what He said, "'If you love Me, keep My commandments.'" And I will pray the Father, and He will give you another what? Now notice what He's calling the Holy Spirit, the Helper. That He may abide with you for how long? Forever. And what kind of spirit is He? The Spirit of truth. Then He went on to tell us why the world can't receive Him. The world cannot receive Him because it doesn't see Him nor know Him. But you, believers in Jesus, know Him. For he dwells with you. Now, he's talking to the disciples now, pre-crucifixion and resurrection. So he hasn't risen from the dead yet. So he says, he is abiding with you, but he will be in you when I rise from the dead and Pentecost happens. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. I'm not going to leave you to fight the devil, the world, and the flesh alone. I'm going to come to you. Now, Let's read the next two verses. These things I have spoken to you while being present with you. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will do what? He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance everything I said to you. So we have abiding with us a Helper, a Teacher, who is living within us. We've all heard somebody say, And I sure said it, good help is hard to find. Amen? Good help is hard to find. But it's even harder to find when it comes to living life in this demon-infested, 
sin-infected world. We need the Helper more than ever before. We need the Holy Spirit. Amen? We really need Him. Evangelist D.L. Moody said, you might as well try to hear without ears or breathe without lungs as try to live a Christian life without the Spirit of God in your heart. And I totally agree with that. We breathe in air, but our spiritual oxygen is the Holy Spirit. We breathe in the Holy Spirit. Jesus breathed on the disciples and He said, receive the Holy Spirit. And they breathed Him in. He is our spiritual heir. The story is told of a certain guide. I love this story. Who lived in the Arabian desert. And this guide was known for never losing his way because he carried with him a homing pigeon with a very fine cord attached to one of the pigeon's legs. And when he was in doubt about which way to go to get home, he would take this homing pigeon and throw him up in the air, and that homing pigeon would immediately turn and lead him, tug on that string where he was led in the direction of home. The pigeon strained at the cord to fly in the direction that he really wanted to go. And so the guide always accurately found his way. And because of this unique practice, this man was known as the dove man. The dove man. Now let me tell you something, that's a picture of the Holy Spirit. If you want to call me the dove man, that's all right, because I'm a dove man. When the Holy Spirit tugs, when He gives me a direction, when He nudges me, when He speaks to me, I go where He leads, and He always leads me home. He always does. He's our helper, and that helper lives inside of you. And He is more faithful and more accurate than any homing pigeon because He is perfect, never makes a mistake. So we might be called the dove people, and I'll take that. If you want to call our church a church full of dove people, how many of you can say, I'll own that? I'll own that because we really are people of the Holy Spirit. God has given His Holy Spirit to those who love Him. Now, in our last few times together, we've seen that the Holy Spirit is a person. He's not just a feeling. He's not a force, impersonally speaking. He's not goosebumps. The Holy Spirit is a person. He has a mind. He has an intellect. He has a will. He has feelings. We can grieve Him. We can make Him rejoice. He can be grieved, heavy about something, and you feel it. Or He can rejoice and you feel it. The Bible talks about the joy of the Holy Ghost, the grieving of the Holy Ghost, the guidance of the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost having a mind. He's the third person of the Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. He thinks, He strategizes, He leads, He teaches. He's a person. And even though He comes like a mighty rushing wind, that doesn't mean He's some impersonal thing that that we can't know. Paul said, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you. The koinonia of the Holy Spirit be with you. So you can't fellowship with a non-entity. You can't fellowship with a non-personality. You can only fellowship with a person. And he said, the fellowship, the koinonia, the relationship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Jesus called him a he. How be it when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. And we saw last time 
that we're called to be continually filled with the Spirit. You can't have a one-time filling and live life with it. We know to fill up our car with gas, right? Or we're going to be on the side of the road. We know that much, but a lot of Christians don't know you've got to be filled and refilled and continuously filled and then filled again with the Holy Spirit. We're to be baptized afresh and anew in the Holy Spirit. We're to walk with Him every day. We're to have our tank filled every day with the Holy Spirit. How in the world are you going to make it in life without it? Again, I'm going to quote D.L. Moody. Somebody asked him one time why he urged Christians to be filled constantly with the Holy Spirit, which is one of his soapboxes. If you read D.L. Moody, he was always saying, be filled with the Spirit, be filled with the Spirit, be filled with the Spirit again. So they asked him, why are you always saying this? And he said, well, I need a continual filling because I leak. I leak. He pointed over to a water tank that had sprung a leak, and he said, I'm just like that water tank. I leak. I need to be filled again because I leak. It's a fact that living in this sinful world, living in all the battle, all the warfare, all that is coming against the church, do you know when I need to be filled again the most after Sunday morning? When I go home, I'm so depleted because you know what I do? I get up here and I leak. I leak out the anointing. I leak out the Spirit. I leak it out. I'm aware of being depleted when I get home, so depleted that I go into the place of prayer and I say, Lord, fill me again because it's all poured out when I minister to you. And it's getting worse with the first service because the first service is pulling it all out of me. So I have to go back here in my office and say, Lord, forget waiting till I get home. Do it again now because it's all out. I need to be filled and refilled. Amen? And you leak too. You go to that job where there's all kinds of godless people and where Jesus isn't honored and you feel the pressure and you feel the stress and you're around godless people all day long and the dirty jokes and the filthy language and you need to go home because you leaked all day. And you need to say, Lord, fill me again and again and again because whatever is filling you, whatever spirit is filling you is what's going to guide and control your life and dictate your actions and your thoughts. If a person is filled with anger, that's a spirit. Anger controls their life. They're angry all the time. They live, they're driven by anger. We're living in an angry nation. Our nation is not filled with the Holy Spirit by and large. It's filled right now with anger and division. If a person is filled with greed, greed is going to drive them, drive their thoughts, drive what's in their heart, drive where their feet walk. If a person is filled with lust, Lust is going to fill their minds and fill their hearts, and they're going to be lust-driven. But if a person is filled with love, love is going to influence everything they do. But even better, if a person is filled with, really filled with the Holy Spirit, which is God's will for us, then we are controlled by the Spirit, led by the Spirit. We're going to think like Jesus, walk like Jesus, talk like Jesus, be like Jesus, act like Jesus. If we're filled with the Holy Spirit. So the Bible says to every believer, be being continuously filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, during Old Testament times, it wasn't this way. Not everybody had access to the Holy Spirit like we do. Only a few men and women had the anointing presence of the Holy Spirit, and that only for a special purpose. For instance, it says every time preceding Samson doing some mighty feat of strength, The Bible says the Spirit of God came upon him. 
The Spirit of God came upon him, and he went and did his feats of strength. He did supernatural things with the Spirit of God, but the Spirit of God wasn't on any other man in his time in that way. It was only Samson. The Spirit of God came upon Moses in the mountain on such a level that his face glowed in the dark. His face shone with the Shekinah of God to the level they had to cover up his face because the people couldn't look at him. So strong was the glory of God, but it wasn't on any other man like that on the face of the earth. It was only Moses. It was a particular, special dispensation. We know that the Holy Spirit moved upon the prophets to write the Bible. The Bible says, For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God, listen to this, spoke as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, Haggai, Zechariah, Zephaniah, Malachi, all those prophets, the Spirit of God particularly came upon them, and they wrote as they were moved, carried along, borne along by the Holy Ghost. But he wasn't on anybody else in the world like that in that day. But when the New Testament came, it all changed. What Moses experienced and Samson experienced and those old prophets experienced, the presence of God became available to everyone on the day of Pentecost, the church's birthday. And he poured out his spirit on all flesh. So now, living in you is that spirit, the same Holy Spirit, the mighty Holy Spirit that was brooding over the great void before God created the worlds. That same spirit now lives in you, was here as we worship filled this place as we lifted up his name. He inhabits the praise of his people. Amen. Amen. Have you ever wished Jesus was there just to talk to you in person? How many of you just wish that you could just say, oh man, Jesus, if I could have five minutes with you, just if you could just come and sit here and talk to me. He can. And he does. Listen carefully to me. I will pray the Father, said Jesus, and he will give you another, that's a key word, another Comforter. Well, if there's another, then there's something before that. Another means something is there, but something else is coming. He's saying, I've been with you. I've walked next to you, walked right beside you. I've taught you, led you, strengthened you, guided you, held you up, encouraged you. And he said, now, I'm going to go away, and it's to your advantage that I go away because I'm going to send you another just like me. It's parakletos is the Greek word, another, the comforter, another. Parakletos means one who comes and stands right alongside you, right alongside you. I'm going to send you another who's going to do just what I did. He's going to stand beside you. He's going to teach you. He's going to encourage you. He's never going to leave you. He will not divorce you. He will not walk out. He will not betray you. He will not turn on you. Another comforter. Another comforter, just like me, and I'm calling him your helper. Now, what did Jesus mean when he said helper? How does he help us? I got to read what one commentator wrote. This just blew me away. I only wish I'd written it. But here's what he said. He is one who will be by our side. Talking about the Holy Ghost. He is one who will be by our side 
to be our strength in all weakness, our peace in all trouble, our wisdom in all darkness, our guide in every perplexity, our comforter and cherisher, our righteousness when sin is strong, the victor over our temptations, and the companion and sweetener of our solitude. But he goes on. He comes as the fire which melts, which warms, which cleanses, which quickens. He comes as the rushing mighty wind, bearing health upon his wings, sometimes breathing softly as an infant's breath and sometimes sweeping with irresistible power. He comes as the oil, gently flowing, lubricating, making every joint supple, nourishing, and strong. He comes as the water of life, refreshing, vitalizing, quickening all growth. He comes fluttering down as the dove of God, the bird of peace that will brood upon our hearts. He is the comforter and the advocate. He's the spirit of holiness, the spirit of truth, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of power, the spirit of love. He is the spirit of a sound mind, the spirit of sonship, and the spirit of prayer. And says Jesus, This strengthener and advocate is to replace him and his work. And Jesus promised his presence will be a permanent companion. He will abide with you forever. Can we give the Lord a hand for the Holy Ghost of God? Amen. How many of you are thankful for the Holy Spirit right now? He's going to change some of you today. Some of you are going to be touched by the Holy Spirit. He's going to change your heart, change your motivations. He's going to set some of you free. Some shackles are going to break. Some chains are going to snap. He's going to set you free. Others of you, you're just going to hear that still small voice in your heart. He's going to encourage you. I've already heard that voice today, that still small voice, that whisper. Now let me share with you three ways that he's our helper. First, he teaches us. The Holy Spirit teaches us. He teaches you. Listen to what Jesus said. The helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you. Turn to your neighbor and say, you means you. It doesn't just mean Billy Graham or some great saint that we know about. It means you, every child of God, you. He will teach you all things. And he's going to bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. i got to read chapter 16. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you, watch this, into all truth. The spirit of truth guides us into truth. He guides us out of deception, and he guides us into truth. He will guide you into all truth. He won't speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. He will literally show you future things. He will tell you things to come. I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. He will tell you things to come. One way the Holy Spirit the Spirit of truth teaches us is He opens up our understanding of the Word of God. You know, I can remember uh, the couple of times I saw a Bible before I was saved, I thought, that has got to be the most boring book in all the world. All of these, thou's, would've, should've, could's. I remember thinking, what a, what a boring book. But then I got thrown in juvenile home. 
for sale of narcotics. That's right, me. Go ahead and look at me and say, I can't believe it, but it's true. And there I am in juvenile home, and I heard the gospel for the first time in my life. And I repented. It nailed me. It just grabbed me and convicted me. And when he gave the invitation, I was the only one to go forward like this child today. It reminded me of me. Nobody else went but me. There's about a room of 50 of us or so, juvenile delinquents, all. But only I went, and I went by the power of the Holy Ghost. I can remember thinking, how did I get down here? But I can remember, I can remember this minister taking me into another room, a little bitty room, a dingy jailhouse room, and he prayed the prayer of salvation with me. The first prayer I ever prayed in my entire life was the prayer of salvation. And when I prayed that prayer, I remember opening my eyes, and this dingy jail room looked pretty, sparkling, glittery, new, because something had happened in my heart that I didn't fully understand. But it was the Holy Spirit. And I remember, I remember he gave me one of these little good news for modern man. You remember that? That little paperback New Testament? The guard leading me back to my cell. I was 16 and in a heap of trouble. He's leading me back to my cell and I said, listen, can you leave the lights on so that I can read this? And amazingly, he did. And I remember when I opened up that Bible that little New Testament, that paperback New Testament, and I began to read about all the things that Jesus said and Jesus did, walking on water, healing the sick, raising the dead. No man speaks like this man. He was unlike any human being that ever set foot on this planet. I read about him, and I could not get enough. I could not get enough of the Word of God. When he finally turned out the lights, I was so disappointed, and that night I prayed a prayer based on what I'd read. And I said, Jesus, if you can do anything with this life of mine that I've so messed up, I give it to you. Jesus said in John 14, 16, And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Jesus used the word another because he meant for us to understand the Holy Spirit would be a comforter, advocate, a helper, just like Jesus. That same helper wants to help you today, no matter who you are, where you are, or what is happening in your life. God loves you, and His Holy Spirit wants to comfort you, teach you, and build you up in Christ Jesus. Allow the Spirit of God to minister to you today. Ask Him for wisdom, for guidance, for understanding, for revelation of all that God has done for us through the cross of Jesus Christ. Well, that's it for now. We hope you've enjoyed the message and will remember this today. The Holy Spirit will be with you and live in you wherever you are and wherever you go. Be sure and join us on the next Life Talk program as Pastor Jeff continues with part two of the message, The Helper. Until then, may God's rich blessings be yours. The Helper is the fourth message of Pastor Jeff's series, The Gift. You can own a copy of this six-CD set for just $30 plus shipping. Log on to lifetalkradio.us or call us toll-free at 877-884-3111. Get your copy of today's message for just $5 
or purchase the entire series, The Gift, for only $30 plus shipping by logging on to lifetalkradio.us or calling us toll-free at 877-884-3111 for more information. Now you can bring Pastor Jeff Wickwire and Life Talk right into your home. For a gift of any size to Life Talk, Pastor Jeff will send you a CD collection of some of his most anointed and inspiring teaching series. These CDs will strengthen your faith and build your understanding of what Christ Jesus did for you at the cross. So call now, toll free, 877-884-3111. Or just log on anytime, day or night to lifetalk.tv. Listen to Pastor Jeff's hope-filled CDs again and again. Or give them to family members or friends as a gift. Don't wait. Call 877-884-3111 right now or log on anytime to lifetalk.tv and give your best gift today. You've been listening to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire. To find out more about Dr. Wickwire's ministry and Turning Point Church, visit us at lifetalkradio.us or call us toll-free at 877-884-3111. That's 877-884-3111. And as a reminder, Life Talk is a listener-supported ministry. We exist to bring God's Word to thousands of people in your area on this great station. So your prayers and financial support go a long way in helping us with this endeavor. Please prayerfully consider helping us. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to meeting with you once again on our next Life Talk broadcast.